This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Trader Nick, and welcome back to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. As always, I am joined by an Oanda senior market analyst. Today, we get Ed Moya. How are you, Ed? I'm doing great. Um, always a pleasure to talk. Yes, absolutely. Today, we are coming at you guys just after a fresh Jolt job openings number, which reported uh, higher than expected uh, openings here in the United States. Of course, the world focuses very heavily on the U.S. economy. And when we talk jobs, everyone seems to listen, especially that notable ear, the Federal Reserve, which today we again uh, got hotter than expected Jolt job numbers coming out here at 10.1 million job openings compared to the nine. 9.41 million uh, that were forecasted here today. Ed, what's your reaction to the jolts numbers that came out today? I feel like we have a, a tale of two economic data readings uh, because uh, just 15 minutes earlier, we had a disastrous Chicago PMI report. Um, I'm partial to Chicago. I used to work for a company based out of there. Loved my times there, but uh, a 40.4 reading, uh, you know, seven points roughly seven points below the consensus estimate, disastrous. And then you have a Jolt's jobs opening report that was um, rather hot. Yes, it was April data. Uh, and uh, I, I think, you know, it did you know, trigger a little bit of a bond market rally. Uh, but this is, I mean, this basically, you know, confirms the narrative that we've been talking about um, since, you know, we started doing the podcast together, Nick, um, you know, the U.S. economy is still very resilient. The labor market is strong. Fed rate hike expectations, uh, guess what? We're now at uh, two-thirds, uh, so at 65.6% chance of a rate hike at that June 14th meeting. Um, also, we heard from Fed, Fed's semester and just, you know, another another vote of confidence for more tightening. Uh, Mester highlighting that. Uh, there's no reason to pause. So, so I think you, you're, you're really getting a lot of, you know, positive signs still in this economy. And this is going to force the Fed to do more tightening. Uh, this is what's going to, I think what's going to be complicated is we're, we're going to see that, um, you know, this labor market is, is going to drive more inflation ahead. And uh, I think that's, um, you know, really going to, complicate um, what policymakers have to do here. So, so um, it, it seems that, you know, going into this week, we, we had um, a big focus on the debts, you know, whether or not U.S. would avoid a default. And uh, it seems like we're making progress there. But I, I think, you know, we're looking at the labor market, jobs, NFP Friday, um, you know, what there's expectations of 200,000 jobs to be created. And uh, if, if we're still, you know, creating jobs at a substantial pace, uh, um, Fed's going to be forced to do more um, because they're, they're, they're locked into this data-dependent uh, approach for monetary policy. And uh, right now, I think you're, you're probably going to see, you know, June is a lot of people were hoping it was going to be a skip because then maybe you get another month to see economic weakness and then you could have a pause. But um, no, it looks like June could be live, and uh, if that happens, people might debate whether or not they should go again in July. So um, the Fed is not done with tightening, and uh, we'll see what happens. But you know, more tightening can't be good for financial conditions, which will ultimately do harm for the real economy, and hence we'll get that recession. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a very interesting time. You know, since I've joined the podcast, we've had uh, several shifts back and forth. I think when I first joined, we saw kind of a, a super hawkish Fed, and then we saw that kind of uh, recede a little bit. And it seemed for a, for a brief moment there that things may be coming to a, to a pause narrative. And, um, you know, I was looking at something, Ed, this was a really cool chart. I've got to find out where I saw this initially. But it was a chart showing uh, forecast uh, outcomes on economic data. Data compared to actual numbers uh, as sort of a chart overall. So it's got like the job openings and GDP and CPI. What I've noticed or, or what the chart showed basically was that in recent um, reports, we've seen a very high uh, beat on economic figures across U.S. numbers, uh, which again has led to this, this back and forth flip-flop effect where we see the Fed you know, forecasted to stop rating hikes or, or to, to pause and then back to rate hikes again. Uh, and again, like you mentioned, we've got that June 14th meeting coming up with some of these red hot numbers still showing up and showing that resiliency of the, the United States economy right now. It does seem like that is, of course, uh, uh, an increasing probability that we do see uh, further rate hikes, which again is a flip-flop narrative, or, or not necessarily narrative, but markets sort of forecasting. Right now as we speak, we see the dollar trading above its previous high here. Uh, it is at 104.6 at the time of recording this following the jolts numbers. Uh, what a, what a change in events. And I think also we have to pay attention, of course, not just in the United States. Of course, we, we have our, our biases here. Of course, uh, Ed and I are the, the two Americans on this podcast, so we get to talk all about U.S. stuff today. But we also have some other things to pay attention to. We've got the Australian CPI number, which, again, came out hotter than expected. And um, an interesting divergence between uh, the two uh, southern, southern Pacific uh, major economies, New Zealand and Australia, we see New Zealand kind of coming to this uh, to this pause, you know, dovish sounding central bank effect. Whereas we have Australia uh, maintaining again, they they had a higher expected rate hike recently. This inflation number came in, uh, you know, last night for us, but morning for their time. Uh, higher than expected or hotter than expected CPI. So kind of an interesting divergence in those two currencies. And uh, an unusual chart, if you guys uh, listening get a chance, pull up Australian dollar against the New Zealand dollar, and you'll see this distinction coming in uh, very clean. Off the daily chart, we see you know uh, prices reversing here. The Australian dollar trading up against the New Zealand dollar uh, pretty dang strong, but that's not, of course, the only Pacific number we want to focus or uh, news we want to focus on. We've also got uh, the big player, the big the big boy on the block, China. Uh, Ed, what's the latest with uh, China PMI and, and uh, things happening there? It was an interesting time last night because, uh, you know, the uh, Australian CPI release happened. And then a couple minutes later, we got that China report. And uh, you know, the recovery has stalled. Um, you know, I, I think what we're starting to see is um, the, you know, I, I think there was expectations that this data was going to start to stabilize. And, and right now what we're seeing is we're getting worser readings on manufacturing. The service sector economy is cooling. Some of that has been driven by travel and um, um, I think dining and catering services. So I think there's, there's, there's uh, structurally some problems here because um, the property markets are still a big concern. And I think what you're going to see is, you know, th this economy, I mean, we've been talking about a weak China recovery for quite some time now. And uh, I think when, one of the big, you know, questions is why is the PBOC not easy? I mean, I mean uh, in May, uh, or we're, we're still in May here, um, I was thinking that 
they were going to ease. I thought that we were going to get that uh, um, a rate cut, and uh, that did not happen. Uh, I think pressure is on for them to deliver um, some action. I think in, in June, and you know, th- this is a, a recovery that um, uh, is 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 you know borderline spiraling, and I think you're you're going to see um, officials are, are probably going to need to you know provide a boost to these economic fundamentals that have been you know trending negative for quite some time. So so I think you're going to probably see um, I think a lot of uh, expectations here for the PBOC to uh, to do more action to support the economy and uh, th- that you know could could provide some support for um, their key trading partners like the Australia and New Zealand so we'll see what happens but you know China's recovery has struggled and I think that's you know that's one of the key catalysts on why we've seen uh, um, you know such a disappointing global growth outlook and it's one of the reasons why we've had oil prices struggle so much so uh, definitely uh, a weaker reading that will probably you know trigger action by their central bank I was going to say, I was just about to ask you about oil prices, which now have lost their hold on the 70s. We're trading around 68.50 at the time of recording. And again, uh, we, we always talk oil in relation to China because, of course, China is a major consumer of oil. They're uh, an, a major exporter to the world. And of course, with exporting, you've got to use a lot of ships and things like that. So oil has uh, seen a pretty big decline here off of this news here. Uh, speaking of the commodities world also, we'll just discuss gold for a moment which had an optimistic start uh, the last few days. But with today's Jolt's job openings, it was, it was uh, you know, like clockwork price uh, traded up to around 1975, just shy of that number before giving back those gains uh, as the precious metal got beat up a little bit uh, with these job numbers. Again, the gold market has been trending down recently. And I alluded earlier to the fact that many economic figures here, consecutively even, have been beating on the US front. And this has put a real dampener on the gold market, as of course, uh, gold would, uh, again, be suppressed by the idea that a rising interest rate environment, as we saw for much of this past year, um, was a, a suppressor to the price of gold. So it's an interesting thing to watch as uh, gold tries to find its bearings. Yet again, the Jolts jobs uh, this morning puts pressure on the metal. Again, trading uh, still under the 2000 mark. We've lost our uh, lost our steam there, I think, for the time being. It will be interesting to see where gold goes from here. And if it's able to uh, clear back through the lows, uh, I think it's kind of a, a tough spot for gold until further notice. Uh, that's at least my take on it from the fundamentals uh, that we're seeing right now. Uh, the US dollar strength seems to be a little bit more uh, than temporary. I thought it was going to be very come and go. It seems like the dollar strength is is here for now to stay, uh, especially with uncertainties surrounding that June 14th meeting, which again, show increased probabilities that a further rate hike could be on the table uh, going forward. Nicely said. And it's it's uh, what was fascinating about today's movement with gold is um, I've, I've already talked to Reuters twice about what's happening with gold. Uh, once was early in the morning, then another time was after the uh, Chicago PMI release. And, and I think you can see that, um, you know, this economic data is, is completely, you know, driving Fed expectations and, and gold is still, you know, reacting very closely to that. And, and I, I think as we get beyond, you know, these debt ceiling concerns. I think there's a high optimism now um, after the House Rules Committee last night was able to, you know, set up a evening vote um, for 
the the house and i think there's expectations then that that should smoothly go to the senate senate we might get some amendments there might be a little bit of tug of war but it seems that you know the the you know, the primary catalyst that helped take gold to those record high territories, you know, the fears of a U.S. default, that's off the table. You had a, you know, a, a very um, impressive, uh, you know, movement in equities where the, the AI trade, um, um, you know, really helped bolster the NASDAQ. And you saw investors deciding, well, where am I going to park my money? Do I go into AI? Do I go into tech? Do I do I focus on, on that as a potential safe haven for uh, you know a recession down the road, um, or do I you know get five percent on 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 some treasury bills? And uh, you know I think a lot of investors decided to do a little bit of both. And uh, you know gold saw its uh, bullish case um, you know weakened a little bit. So so uh, you know are there still risks to the outlook? Is the economy heading towards a recession? You know that's even debatable. I think a lot of people are still pushing that soft landing narrative. Um, I think once we get more Fed rate hikes, once we start to see what happens to lending and that chokes the economy, then um, you'll, you'll probably see a, a much more um, stronger case for gold. But uh, no, I, I think this has been a fascinating trade. And um, I think um, the, the volatility is not going to ease up because there is still strong opposing views on um, the fate of the economy and, and you know what the Fed will do. So I think gold will remain lively but um, I think there are still um, a, a lot of uh, you know bearish catalysts that could emerge that should support safe haven demand which should benefit gold yes and it's it's an exceptionally uh, tricky time especially with that point that you made in terms of yields rising uh, you know put yourself in the perspective of somebody who's you know in their uh, or you know trying to, to look forward to retirement they're positioning themselves and they're looking at bonds which are offering a pretty nice yield right now uh, and they're again historically a, a relatively low risk bet uh, to produce some sort of cash flow but then you've also got the the you know kind of cousin that uh, which is gold which offers no yield, uh, but supposedly some protection in, in the form of uh, inflation hedge. The, the issue there is when you cross them and one is offering now 5%, it's a different story than when it's offering 1% or 2%. Um, so you're seeing uh, bonds, especially with, again, further rate hikes now possibly on the table, lo uh, gold losing a little bit of its, uh, its edge, I guess, compared to the opportunity cost someone could get with bonds. Uh, as always, guys, we have more coverage here coming for you on the podcast. We have on Friday, we will be back for, of course, the NFL event talking more about jobs data. This is a, a very focused jobs week and uh, we'll have coverage along the way with uh, with all of you guys. And of course, uh, whether it's Ed, Craig, myself or Johnny, we've always got you covered. Thank you guys for tuning into the podcast. And Ed, thank you for joining me with great commentary as always. My pleasure. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.